As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. gonna rip out my uterus welcome back and... to paranormal oh you were done so sorry <laughs> my sincerest um, apologies it's okay i uh i actually didn't have didn't know we were recording there i was just saying that oh. over and over and over again for the last oh. hour i just yeah <laughs> been an excruciating pain but we're here we're back i'm on pain meds i'm trying to keep it together and uh thanks to everyone who said they were excited for this episode because that meant that i had to actually get it together for it (laughs) all the comments on our last post i was like oh shit people will be listening i am also super excited for this episode oh guys Uh, so well, yeah, welcome back. It's Paranormal. We're your favorite scary true story podcast, just not an investigative one, mm-hmm. but still true ghost stories. And uh, we're here with a hometown haunt episode. We are. And we're going to do some um, host dredge stories again, just because mm-hmm. we're trying to catch up on them. And I'm uh, sick of guests anyway. No, I'm just oh kidding. yeah, just just <laughs> fed up. No, um, no. <laughs> it's also just a lot easier to edit these episodes. <laughs> yeah, oh but, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, other than that, we do love having guests, and we we just it it's hard to schedule them sometimes, and it's hard to prepare for for the editing woes of a third party. Um, mm-hmm. But so, and then we had also an inventory of stories to read. So we're we're going forth on that for this mm-hmm. one, and we have a really long one actually. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Marie's gonna read one, and I'm gonna read two parts from one person. So, yeah, Here let's uh, let's get to it. And and yeah. I haven't read it, so I don't know what to expect. So there'll be some genuine genuine um responses from from it okay so okay. This, this email is from morgan and the subject is podcast love doppelgangers and sleep paralysis and she says so for this email i will include my doppelganger and sleep paralysis stories because they're kind of connected in almost a spiral effect to start my doppelganger story i have to backtrack a bit As long as I can recall, I've always had strange things happening to me. 
At the point in time that this story takes place, I have been having a couple of quiet years uh, from the paranormal. Ever since having my oldest daughter when I was 17, it seemed that everything had ceased and life had gotten quite quite peaceful. And then at 19, I was back with my high school sweetheart, who is also now my ex-boyfriend again and will forever be staying that way. (laughs) I was about... Sorry, just the song We Are Never Getting Back Together by Taylor Swift started playing in my head. I was about five-ish months pregnant with my son. We lived in a two-bedroom townhome apartment with a roommate, and we will call him drunk. And for my ex, we will call (laughs) Baldy. So she feels good about these people, clearly. Fantastic. Uh, If you want the backstory on that, let me know. Obviously, we do. (laughs) So Baldi and I slept in one room with my daughter in one corner of the room in a toddler bed and drunk slept in the other bedroom. To understand what happened, you have to understand the layout of the bathroom. The bathroom had a door that opened up to the hallway at the top of the stairs, uh, a door that opened up to our bedroom and a third door that separated the sinks from the toilet and a shower portion of the bathroom. On this particular night, my daughter was at Baldi's parents' house for a sleepover. She was like three and I just needed a nap. And drunk was out with friends doing what he did best, getting drunk. (laughs) Having the house to ourselves, we did what any logical young adults would do. And we went to bed before any mayhem could appear and steal the precious sleep that we had been begging for. At about 12.30 to 1 a.m., I woke up feeling this awfully familiar feeling that that someone was staring through my fucking soul half asleep I rolled from my side to my back and I realized that oh my god I realized that Baldi her ex is standing at the foot of the bed and he's looking at me sorry yeah her ex so she's half asleep she rolls she's sleeping on her side and rolls over to her back and she realizes that her ex is standing at the foot of the bed staring at her Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm The room was so dark I couldn't make out any features, but uh, just light enough that I could make out the body build and even the old torn basketball shorts that he had gone to bed in. Curious as to why he was just standing there, I asked in a sleepy southern pregnant girl fashion, what in God's name are you doing? He said nothing. Oh, he said nothing. So he was silent. Um, Baldy. And then I guess she like it's in quotes. So she says, Baldy, insert middle name here. This ain't no damn night show. Get your ass back onto bed now. He scratched his head and just kind of shrugged and then goes back to his original stance. And she said, fine, I like the bed better to myself anyhow. Me rolling to my other side and having a sudden revelation of the situation. Impending doom reigns in and the fight to not piss myself ensues, even though this happened over four years ago. Baldy was lying in bed next to me the entire time. I quickly flipped myself back onto my back and while staring at who I thought was my boyfriend, I immediately Mm. tried to scream and I was so scared in that very moment, I couldn't even catch my breath more or less do anything but slap the ever loving shit out of my actual boyfriend who was sleeping next to me. Baldi shoots up and looks at me crazy. What the fuck are you doing? I immediately start pointing and I scream. I thought it was you because right then and there, that was all that I could say. His head shoots in the direction that I'm pointing, and as soon as he looks, the figure turns and starts walking toward the door that led to the bathroom from our room. 
Baldi jumps up, grabbing a bat, and runs across the room as I sit in bed watching in absolute horror while the bathroom bathroom door opens, the light from the bathroom shining through to nothing in the doorway, but a Baldi-shaped shadow on the doorframe. The door closing back and all of the sickening fear in the air leaving as quickly as it came. Baldi then searched the entire house to find no one. The front door was locked. He called drunk who had not been back home since he had left a few hours ago. He then climbed back into bed, turned on my favorite TV show, and told me that we were going to be okay. I then looked at him and said, nothing about this is okay. That was you standing at the foot of the bed all the way down to your pajamas. But if you were in bed with me, then who was that? Then in a, then in a huge rush of, rush of emotions, I bawled my eyes out until I fell asleep. And as terrifying as that one night was, I only wish that that was the end of the story. Nothing was the same after that night. We had bumps and bangs coming through the walls from apartments that had been and still were vacant. Things being moved out of place or disappearing. Lights on and off. You know, normal ghost shit. Some of my friends named the ghost Steve. Don't ask. I don't know why. It's just what they decided. The problem was, shortly after they had given it a name, it was like I had lost control of my brain as soon as my eyes closed. Visions of dead birds on my doorstep, waking up with blood on my hands and in my bathtub. Shit that still fucks with my head to this day. Fast forward to having my son. Drunk moved out after getting his own place, and so we gave the kids the room that we had been staying in, and we moved into Drunk's old room. My sleep paralysis started with me being woken up partially by Baldi and partially by me screaming myself awake in my sleep with no explanation. Then it progressed to nightmares of me trying to physically fight for my life while I was sleeping without remembering what had happened in my dreams. Then the night that I probably would have physically pissed myself happened if I had been able to do anything at all. We were laying in bed. We had both been sleeping for some time now. The nightmare, or at least what I thought was a nightmare, started like this. Baldy had woken up and gotten up to go to the restroom, leaving the bedroom door cracked behind him. I laid there with the most intense feeling of anxiety that I've ever had while waiting for him to open that door. Suddenly, the door starts to open slowly, but there wasn't anyone or anything there. All I could see was a red hue, almost like someone had put a red light bulb in the stair light coming from the staircase. I remember the sound of breathing, but not my breathing, and then the feeling of being completely paralyzed except for my head and neck. As I bent my neck to look in the hallway, I still saw nothing. All of a sudden, someone, something, starts coming up the stairs, and every step is being taken with such force that it's causing the entire apartment to shake. Then, when it should have hit the top landing, I became entirely paralyzed to the point of not even being able to breathe or scream as some unseen force came up under the foot of my covers and wrapped long fingers around my right ankle. Oh my lord, no thank you. Yeah. Then boom! I come to see Baldy standing over me, visibly upset, asking me what the hell I was doing. All I could do was attempt to catch my breath while telling him what happened. He then tells me that he had indeed gotten up to go to the bathroom and that when he came back, I wasn't breathing and I had been lying in a strange position. Once he flashed the lights on, he said it all just stopped like it had never happened. He then immediately checked my leg after we realized it was more than a dream. There, like they had been tattooed on my body, were long finger-like bruises wrapped around my right ankle. 
After moving away from that apartment, I have been able to sleep easy after years of things like that going on. It's been a long and traumatizing road with plenty more crazy paranormal shit to leave me even more fucked in the head, but I've made it through. Sorry for the length of the story. That's fine. We loved it. It just wouldn't be good without all the details. Very true. Again, I love your show. I can't wait to hear this week's episode, Morgan. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's fucking gross and weird, and I don't even understand it at all. So as you were reading that, I was going to go open up the other story that I was reading, and then I realized that Morgan had actually sent us a second follow-up to that story. Um, It's regarding something else, but um, it the title of this one is called What the Fucking Fuck, and it was sent after that story so I figure that instead of reading this at a later date that we may as well read it now um to just follow this one up um and tie it all together in a bow you know um (laughs) so like I said the the subject line is what the fucking fuck so um Morgan obviously isn't the person who wrote the uh review about having a potty mouth because this girl fucks (laughs) Um, <laughs> this girl fucks. Okay. So yeah. thanks, Morgan. Um, so this is what she said. Hi, Marie. It's Morgan again, and my soul just fell out of my ass. I'm sure you probably get a crap ton of emails for the podcast regularly, so I feel bad for emailing you at 5.52 in the morning after I just sent you a whole ass novel two days ago about a doppelganger, but it's fucking necessary. So I've been binging your podcast to get caught up and I am on the episode of you and your sister while I work on my schoolwork before going to work. No one else is awake so I have no headphones in. My wife and I moved into our house the weekend before Thanksgiving and I've had some things happen here and there in this old house. We live in a very small town in East Texas, literally population 8,000 small, and our house was built in 1942. It's one of those houses that is so old, it doesn't have a real foundation. It's literally sitting on stilts and cinder blocks, so um, go shady-ass contractors. Um, Any hoosers, binging podcast, no headphones, schoolwork, all alone, before death is even awake, this is why coffee exists. Where my desk sits in my living room, it's literally in the complete back corner of the house. So when I'm sitting here, my back faces the rest of the room. Me, having had a long time experience with paranormal, literally at this point I feel like I'm in a movie that's never going to end, and knowing that since we've been in this house, anytime I'm watching my ghost shows or listening to this podcast out loud, not on headphones, I get weird vibes that seem to emanate from the ceiling down through the rest of the house. But this time... This time was different. 
I start getting the weird vibe and I'm in my head going, nope, 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 don't acknowledge it and nothing will happen. Out of fucking nowhere, in the middle of the sleeping silence, something hits the floor and fucking rolls in the attic. The attic that neither my wife nor I nor our fucking landlord have ever been in. We know we don't have rodents because we've had pest control come out to check and he looked everywhere except for the attic because he said there was no signs of rodents at all. So now I'm sitting here, soul having fallen out of my ass, back against the wall, watching my surroundings, typing this email, and fully prepared to throw my cat at whoever or whatever may come come my way, as he is evil, and at this point, that's the most logical thing my brain can come up with. Ending this story with a word of advice, don't buy an old-ass house with an old-ass attic that you're not willing to go in because you're a fucking vagina. This is my TED Talk. Thanks for listening, reading, Morgan. So vaginas are very strong. So I very don't strong. Think that we be using that as a way to call her uh, weak, not us. Her. No, she shouldn't. Use that. In the future, Morgan, don't <laughs> use that as an example. To call totally, because vaginas are like super strong. So it's fine. Uh- Definitely. <laughs> um, but like, I feel like she wrote this at five in the morning, and then this is like three months ago, if not more. And then so- she dropped off the face of the earth. And dropped off the face of the earth. <laughs> so morgan if you're out there no (laughs) let us know and uh hopefully you're okay and hopefully your attic hasn't come to take you yeah and the invisible man we're gonna get an email that says it was a squirrel (laughs) yeah probably she's like okay guys update update (laughs) it was rodents family of squirrels yeah one hundred percent. Okay, so that was that was just a follow up from Morgan, but I'm gonna read one of Stevie Holly's stories that she sent us. Um, she says, "I just discovered your podcast last night, and I have already listened to so many episodes. I work third shift, so I listen to my whole ten hour shift. Anyways, I have so many creepy, unexplainable things that have happened to me and would like to share as many with you as I possibly can so that you can share them with your listeners. I have always been a fan of the paranormal myself and even considered starting my own podcast. Anyways, since I can remember, I have always been very sensitive to spirits, whether it being seeing things, feeling things that I can't explain, feelings of deja vu, visitation dreams, even having dreams that actually happen. I grew up in a very small town in rural Ohio, New Washington, Ohio to be exact. It is a small Catholic community where everyone knows everyone. My parents divorced when I was five and my mom and my stepdad have been together ever since. We live in a modular home behind the car wash near the edge of town. And my sister and I shared the basement as our bedroom. It was so dark down there and I was only about six or seven at the time. And one night I remember waking up to a loud crashing noise. It took a while for my eyes to adjust to the dark and all I could see was this dark figure across the room. At first, I laid there paralyzed with fear, just staring at whatever it was in the dark. And I don't know if it's I, if it saw me looking at it or could feel me looking at it, but whatever it was started coming at me. It was then that my fight or flight instincts kicked in and I jumped out of bed and ran for the stairs trying to make my way up to my mom and stepdad's room. Just as I was about to get to the top of the stairs, I felt something grab my ankle and yank me backwards. 
I screamed bloody murder as I flew backwards down the steps landing on my back on the concrete floor. I must have screamed loud enough to wake up my mom because I heard her get out of bed and the next thing I knew the light came on and there stood my mom at the top of the steps. She asked me what was going on. In all the commotion, I had woke up everyone in the house. My sister, who was in the basement with me, sat up in her bed, confused. I cried telling my mom what had happened. She came down the steps and investigated every inch of the, that basement, and nothing was there. I slept at the end of my mom and dad's step, stepdad's bed for weeks after that, too afraid to sleep in my own bed, and it still gives me the chills every time I think about it. I'm pretty sure that was my first encounter with this dark energy that has followed me my whole life that jeez is terrifying yeah that's super scary i used to sleep yeah. at the end of my parents bed when i would get scared too i used to sleep with my mom until i was like 15 years old yeah same yo actually yo same. like i would sleep uh, on the floor of their bedroom because i would be so afraid i was like i, I it was it was fear for a really long time and then mm-hmm. my dad worked nights a lot so oh, like yeah I would just like sleep in my mom's room because he wasn't there. Yeah. But like it got to the point where I was like, okay, like I'm really getting too old for this. Like (laughs) this is not normal. (laughs) And then after I like did like a a 180 where it was like, all right, I'm not even, I'm not sleeping in your room and I'm closing my door and I don't want to even ever see you guys ever again, basically. Like it was the weirdest thing. I used to sleep with my door open and like I couldn't sleep unless the door was open. And then. Oh, really? and I started I don't know when it was but when I was still living at home I was like the the door absolutely needs to be shut like I cannot have it open while I'm sleeping yeah no I, I think like that I was, might like, be why Zen, yeah was. you're like inviting someone to come in at least you have yeah. some warning when the door shut and you yes. hear it open yeah I don't know um especially like in the old homes like my house was like from the 19 like 40s or whatever so yeah you would definitely hear it open if anyone opened it also, I feel like I should ask if you've had any nightmares lately. I did. How yeah. did you know that? Yeah. Because, because no, I just feel like we, last time we had a hometown haunt, we talked about nightmares and I was like, I feel like this is something that we should do regularly, you know? Was this the, yeah, was, I wonder if this is the same nightmare where I had a nightmare where it was like the zombie apocalypse. No, you didn't and, tell me this one. Okay, so I had a dream it was the zombie apocalypse. I woke up like I must have been injured really badly and was in some type of coma or something. And I woke up and it, we were on this like commune. Stephen and I were on this like oh. commune of all these like hippie loving like free love people. And I was just mm-hmm. like, yo, we need to get supplies, get a car and get the fuck out of here and find our old like group of people. And uh, Stephen was like, no, I'm not. Oh, I'm not leaving. I like and I it was like, yeah, you like, yeah, we are. We're leaving. And he was like, no, we're not. We're not going. And I was like, these people like I feel like these people are like cannibalistic or something like they'll turn on each other and like eat the weakest one or something when they run out of food. <laughs> like it was like a really culty vibe. So I was right. like we need to get the fuck out of here so eventually I just grabbed supplies got in a car and I left him there and I was like just driving down the road by myself oh my god and I woke up and I was like I can't believe he didn't fucking come with me like I was so angry I knew that too <laughs> I I haven't had like 
I mean, I'm sure I have had nightmares. I just haven't really been remembering them. This mm-hmm. morning, though, I woke up and uh, it wasn't really, I mean, it was a nightmare a bit, but basically, like, for some reason, Admir and I were, like, away from each other during the holidays. Like, it was, like, a two-week period. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, on my way home from wherever. And, like, the atmosphere was really just, like, dark and, like, ominous. And, like, I was, like messaging him to be like hey like I'm gonna be coming home and I guess the nightmare part of this is that we were living in someone's basement apartment that was like the nightmare um so I was like on our on my way home to someone's like random rented basement apartment that we lived in and like and we were like, renting it obviously us? like what happened to our home did we lose our lives yeah our lives like, yeah. have been like completely flipped upside down and then he was like oh well I have to work tonight and I was like oh I thought you were off work and he he was like yeah well um like it's a like it's a 16 hour shift and I was like oh did they ask you to stay and he was like no I volunteered and I was like oh so I guess after two weeks you knew I was gonna be coming home and you decided to volunteer and stay late (laughs) and he was just like yep and then I was like oh and you have no feelings whatsoever about it. I hate you. And oh then like God. woke up and messaged him immediately. And I was just like, so this is what you did. And then he was just like laughing hysterically at me because I'm One time I had a nightmare ridiculous. where Stephen was going on a vacation, like an all-inclusive vacation with <laughs> this... <laughs> Oh my god you're gonna be with i i don't want to say their names with this with this group of italian girls that we used to go to high school oh with. no like all oh of them dear were going and wow. all of their all guy friends were going and my husband was going with them and i was like you're not going with them without me like i am coming and he was like you are absolutely not coming no you are not coming like he would not let me go and then I was like well then you're not going and he was like laughing in my face being like yes I am (laughs) you think you're gonna come with us you're not coming and yes I am going I know and I woke up and I was like I will fucking divorce you for that dream yeah absolutely (laughs) for sure and that was all (laughs) yeah that's really funny um it's Admir said that one time his friend at work had like his girlfriend had a dream that he cheated on her and she did not speak to him for an entire week (laughs) she had a dream that he cheated on her and she didn't speak to him for a week (laughs) that's ridiculous but like I understand the anger I get it I get that it's like a real anger because like your whole body is like believing that it happened because you just came from a state of consciousness where it was very real to you very real yeah (laughs) and you cannot separate the two like (laughs) get it yeah that's I don't know she she really felt you know I don't know but like there's the thing is though like once I had a dream about a my high school boyfriend that he cheated on me and then I was like that guy cheated on me and I know and I knew from that dream when he did it and I confronted him like a couple days later and it was true and I was like damn that's some third eye shit you little bitch you little bitch I kind of want to call him out in this podcast, but I don't want to give him the notoriety or the fame. What a dick. So, fuck you. Yeah. 
All right. Anyway, that's well, that's showbiz, baby. And stay spooky, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Bye. If you like this episode of Paranormal, we need your help. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple. And if you listen to us on Spotify, go ahead and click the follow button. Even better, you can donate to us on Patreon, where you can access bonus content and members-only merch. To support your favorite spooky duo, go to patreon.com paranormalpod. And for show updates and giveaways, be sure to follow us on Instagram at paranormalpod. And remember, stay, stay spooky. spooky. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus